So yesterday was my grandmother's funeral and it was a very emotional day for obvious reasons. But so many permutations come into play on these important days and especially days when people from that generation, my grandmother was born in 1924, 1925, and they are the last of that generation and the last of that type of of person for what they stood for with regards to their values, their ethics, and really their understanding of the world. Now, particularly for a Caribbean woman uh, and a woman who was the the granddaughter of somebody who was still in indentured servitude in Jamaica, still part of the old slave system and for somebody to have really in her experience like only known struggle and adversity it is testimony to to her and to all of the other women of her generation who who also made it to the funeral and so yeah it was a very moving day seeing a lot of members of my family who I hadn't seen uh, in a long time but also members of my family who I didn't know I had uh, uh, from my grandmother's previous relationship before she married my granddad uh, she has children still in Jamaica I mean I knew of them but it's just so funny because of our lived experience here in the UK I became very much locked into our family and the family that we that we knew here and yeah it was it's, it's so abstract and so to see the people who were photographed in my grandmother's room who were on the other end of like letters and messages and what felt like old stories from the old country all kind of came true came to came to a a crashing reality but in and amongst all of that I was tasked or I was asked rather than tasked and I tasked myself with writing the eulogy on behalf of the grandchildren for my grandmother and it's something that I suppose I want to share because I don't know I've written a lot of things in my life and through different circumstances and for different reasons. A lot of it has been destroyed, lost, forgotten and it, it saddens me because I suppose again on these kind of seismic days where you remember like, you know, legacy and what somebody means and what it is that their impact and what they've left in this world, you, you think to yourself that there is work or things that you've done or ideas that you've had that you would have loved to have shared and to have had an impact with more people or even for people in future generations of your family to be able to find and and hear and I think it's in that vein that I really want to share those words for an outstanding and an amazing woman a pioneer really and the matriarch of an, a massive family 
as I looked around at that funeral yesterday, for all of the, uh, the, the issues and problems, the deaths, the, the, the different social upheavals that have meant that certain people were there or weren't there, there was still a, an amazing turnout. And I looked at the people who were there and it just, again, it just impressed on me how much of an amazing woman she really was. And so, yeah, I want to just share the words that I shared with the audience at the Church of the Nazarene in Clapham Junction yesterday, which was also the church where my uncle Tony was both the preacher and we also had his service there. And so it was quite fitting that two of the the, the leading older figures in my family who were both so religious and so dedicated to church and the, the values of the church were buried in the same place but also service in the same place so yeah I will just uh, share those words that I shared Enid Odali Sapora Alexander Gordon I've known a lot of names for this amazing human being but I like all her grandchildren knew her as Nan over a lifetime I personally learned so much from her through her and about her which is testimony to these words we share here together today for our Queen Mother a woman of courage in the face of adversity responsibility in the midst of crisis compassion in time of trouble and love in every circumstance a matriarch who has brought forth life, light, love and now legacy My earliest memories ring with the sounds of her nursery rhymes, interspersed with Sunday school songs, and particularly, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so, little ones to him belong, they are weak but he is strong, yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. For the Bible tells me so. You see, Nan loved her Bible. In all the years any of us grandchildren have known our grandmother, we have known that her Bible, Bibles, and the Word of God were her constant companion. The words of God were her guide. Her room was full of pictures of us and Bible quotes in pictures, postcards, frames and everywhere you could imagine. It was Nan who would often say the Lord's Prayer of us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. It was Nan who would recite Psalm 23 with me. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It was Nan who would hold my hands as we sung. What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and grief to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. 
prayer was another big part of Nan's life. As a boisterous child, I never understood the time that Nana was making to kneel by the bedside with her eyes closed and, who was she talking to? I recognised a reverence, an aura, a respect that framed my early experience of Nan. This was a devout woman, a virtuous child of God. As children, we need discipline and discipline frameworks to contain our understanding of this human experience. And Nan was like a Swiss watch with her precision and predictability. The taste of Nan's chicken soup from her trusty duchy pot, the colourful dresses and hats she had for church, her likeliness to respond to anything, first, with a chuckle, <laughs> and in some wise Jamaican turn of phrase, and even her thumb, which freaked me out as a kid, but actually made me feel more loved, more welcome, more belonging, whenever she would hold my face, like the precious gift that she saw each of us as. Each of us grandchildren have countless stories that likely define everything about the people we have become. And now Nan has gone to join our ancestors. Her guiding spirit will guide our hands, our heads and our hearts. Her smile defined her life to all of us. That smile now lives with us as it looks down on us. There are not enough words to eulogise or enough we can do by way of recognition of a magnificent life to which all of us owe ours. The legacy that is encoded in our family blood is duty-bound to remember. This very country in which we stand and hold this service today only knows us because of decisions made by this woman against all odds in a world unrecognisable today. Everything that we have brought to bear in this country is testament to Nan's generation of cultural pioneers who brought vibrancy, charisma, back-breaking hard work and most importantly love and family values to make this land our home. To our great aunts, Daisy and May, we honour you, we love you and we thank you. We mourn the loss of your sister, but thank God for a life filled of pride that allows us to gather here today as family. And to our mums and aunts, the bringers forward of Nan's legacy and the bedrocks on whom all of us grandchildren build our futures, we honour you, we thank you and we love you. We mourn the loss of your mother, but thank God that one of his flock is home to rest in his love. In closing, I want to share a moment and call all of us grandchildren to come stand here, hold hands together and remember that we are strong together in our grandmother's love. That the blood of this bold, beautiful black woman courses through all of our veins and that no matter what this world throws our way, this is our family. We love you, Nan. So yeah, those were the words that I shared and all of the grandchildren were present and we all did stand there together at the front of the church and it was a it was a, a very strong moment. I think it resonated with everybody who was there in the, the audience uh, or in the congregation, I should say, uh, because the majority of that congregation on the day were older than all of us and so we represented the hope the future I suppose everything that they have come and sacrificed for in this country and so yeah it was it was it was a very moving moment which was then yeah followed by songs at the at the graveside uh, and then by 
some more readings and words from other members of the family at the 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 wake in the in the evening so yeah it was a very emotional day for me yesterday because i think in the pantheon of amazing women who've influenced my life for as far into my life as i am now i think my grandmother is still definitely up there in the in the medal positions and so to lose somebody so uh, important even though you know at 94 years old you i mean she lived a very good life she lived a good a long innings i should say rather than to to qualify her life like as as simply as good or bad but she 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 lived a, a long time and so she she saw a lot but she was in pain towards the end and losing your mental faculties is something which i fear I mean, from also losing my dad, who, through dementia and a severe, aggressive form of it, which which took him prematurely. And so these are fears that I have. But at the same time, it was a reminder of the responsibility we have to also do right by the world and do the best we can in our lifetimes to create a legacy of our own, to make sure that our children or the children of others who are our friends and in our spheres of influence can be inspired to do great things and to do good things for not just themselves but also for the world, for humanity, for nature and for and for life itself. And so yeah, this cast from me alone today is just a, a dedication and a testament to my grandmother, an extraordinary woman. Odley Enid Gordon, January the 4th, 1925, January the 1st, 2018. I love you, Nan.